Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Now, as we sit down, um, we're going to have our Bible story now. So, if you've got a Bible, you can open your Bibles. We're going to page 1051, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. There's plenty of Bibles at the back if you want. Otherwise, you can just listen to me because I'll tell the story and you can listen in. Now, does anyone ever read the Bible and think, I don't know what this story means? Or you read it and you think, what am I meant to learn from this? Does anyone ever think that? Yeah, a few people? Well, the wonderful thing about this story is the first line tells us what it is we're meant to learn. Look at this. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So what does Jesus want us to learn from this story? Anyone? To keep praying and never give up. Well done. Excellent. Now, what I want you to do is remember that. Because that's going to help us understand the story. Children particularly, can you remember that? Sometimes the grown-ups, they forget things. But I want you to remember, what's this parable teaching us? What are we meant to learn? Keep praying and never give up. Excellent. Look at verse 2. Jesus said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Who knows what a judge is? Does anyone know what a judge is? Go on then. Yeah, someone at court tells you whether you're guilty or not. That's, that's the sort of thing, isn't it? A judge is someone who decides what's right or wrong, and they make sure that the right thing is done and wrong things are punished aren't they? Um, now, what sort of judge was this that Jesus was talking about? Can you see, was he, what sort of judge was he? Anyone? Got Edwina? He was an unjust judge, wasn't he? He was a bad judge. Um, look, I've got a picture here, a sort of a bad judge, a scary kind of judge figure here. Um, do you know, he was bad, the passage says, because he didn't fear God nor care what people think. And that's a bad combination, isn't it? Because if you, if you did fear God, if you thought that God would give a final judgment, you would always do the right thing. Or if you cared what people thought and you, and you wanted you know, people to be happy, then you would make sure the right thing is done as well. But he didn't care what God thought or what people think, so he did just what he wanted to do. Uh, so he's a bad judge. Now, let's carry on with the story. Also, there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. Who knows what a widow is? That's a slightly different one. Different one? Yeah, go on. It's a wife. What in particular has happened to the wife? Go on. Yeah, a lonely wife. It's a wife whose husband has died, isn't it? That's... That's quite a sad thing. A, a, a woman whose husband has died is a widow. 
And you know, back then, widows uh, would often end up being very poor as well because they maybe didn't have a job and they might have children to look after. So it's really sad being a widow. It's sad being a widow now, but back then they might have been really poor as well. Well, here's a picture of a widow. Here we are. And what's the widow doing? It says she's asking for justice against her adversary. Adversary is a tricky word, isn't it? Adversary basically means enemy or someone who's doing bad things against her. Perhaps there's someone who's not giving her the money that she's owed or perhaps there's someone who's taking money from her. So it's a real bad person. That's sad, isn't it, that she's got an enemy who's being mean to her. So who does she ask for help? Who does she ask for help? The judge. And that's a good idea, isn't it? Except for the fact that he's a bad judge. So what happens? You know, imagine it the first day, the widow comes to the judge and says, please help me, please help me. And the judge says, no. So how do you think the widow feels? Anyone? How do you think she feels? Sad, yeah. And how do you think the judge feels? He just doesn't really care, does he? So on the second day, the widow comes along and she says, please help me. And the judge says, no. And how do you think the widow feels? Really sad. And she's probably starting to get quite frustrated and angry. And how do you think the judge feels? Doesn't care, does he? And so on the third day, the widow comes along and says, please help me. And he says, look, I've told you already, no. And how does she feel? Really, really sad, doesn't she? And how does he feel? Well, he's starting to get a bit annoyed now, isn't he? He's starting to get annoyed with her bothering him. And this goes on for days and days and days. And then look what Jesus says. For some time, the judge refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. So one day, the the woman comes to the judge and says, please help me. And he says, oh, I'm so fed up with you. Fine. I'll help you. And, uh, and it's just so I can get rid of you before anything worse happens. And so he does sort it all out. And, and he makes the bad person maybe pay back all the money that he owes. And so how do you think the widow feels? Happy, doesn't she? And how do you think the judge feels? Maybe he's kind of sort of relieved that it's all over. That's well, a funny story, isn't it? And what are we meant to learn from the story? Can anyone remember? What's the point of the story? Put your hand up. Anyone, anyone remember? Keep praying and not give up. Excellent. But what does that mean? Does that mean then that our praying to God is like this judge? It sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? Is God like the judge and we've got to bother him and annoy him and he doesn't want to answer our prayers? And then eventually he does if we bother him so much. That doesn't sound right, does it? 
doesn't sound like the sort of thing that Jesus would be teaching. Well, let's look at the next bit that Jesus says to help us understand. Verse 6. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Now here's the essential thing for us to see today. We don't have to compare God and the judge, but we have to contrast God and the judge. We're not trying to see how they're similar, but we're trying to see how they're different. And we know that God and this judge are so different, aren't they? In at least two ways. The unjust judge doesn't do what is good, but God always does what is good. And the unjust judge doesn't care about the widow, but God really cares about us. And so if the widow eventually got answered in her prayers, how much more will we get answered by the God who does good and really loves us? Now the bad judge was grumpy, wasn't he, when the widow kept coming and asking him to help? How do you think God feels when we come and ask him things? Do you think he's grumpy as well? How do you think God feels? Someone have a, have a little think and then put your hand up. How do you think God feels when we pray to him? Go on. God feels happy, doesn't he? Do you know that? God is happy when we pray to him. He loves it. And so, what do we learn from this story? That we should keep on praying and never give up because God is not like the unjust judge. In fact, he loves to hear us praying to him and he does lots of good. Now, we're going to think about why it might be hard to keep on praying in a bit. But before that, we're going to sing a song. Now, this is a special song. It's a new song about prayer. And the kids have been practicing it, I think, last week in your groups. Um, Now, adults, you might think this is a little bit of a silly song when it comes to it. But I want to say I think it makes a very important, even profound point about how when we don't pray, we're defying our very nature. So we can talk about that afterwards if you want. Let's stand and sing. If you know the actions, if you want to do the actions, you can come up to the front again. Who can remember what we're learning today? Hands up. Someone to remember? Go on then. Keep praying and never give up. Well done. Excellent. Now, here's a question though. Why do we need to be told that? I would like us to think about why it is hard to keep on praying sometimes. And what we're going to do is we're going to turn to our neighbor maybe to your mum or your dad or someone you're sat with, and you've got a minute, most, and when you think about the question, why is it hard to keep on praying? Okay, quick buzz with the person next to you. Why is it hard to keep on praying?
Okay, stop there. Stop there. You can carry on talking about that over your lunch, maybe. Why is it hard to keep on praying? Now, I thought of three reasons why it's hard to keep on praying. Sometimes, praying to God, it, it feels like we're just talking to no one. We can't see God. We're saying, where are you, God? It's hard, isn't it, just to, God's in heaven, we can't see him, but we talk to him. But sometimes it feels like we're talking to no one at all, doesn't it? That's why it's hard to keep on praying. Where are you? I think it's also hard to keep on praying because sometimes we get the wrong answer, don't we? You pray for something, but you don't get the answer you wanted. Maybe you were, um, uh, you were sort of praying for someone to get better. Maybe they didn't. Um, sometimes we get the wrong answers from God or what seemed like the wrong answers. Sometimes it feels like we just get no answer at all. It feels like there's silence from God. And it's hard to keep on praying, isn't it? I wonder if you said things like that. Sometimes we can't see, we can't see God, so it's hard to pray to Him. Sometimes it feels like we get the wrong answer. Sometimes it feels like we just get silence from God. And so it's hard to keep on praying. Do you know, I think it's a bit like, you know, sometimes you go around someone's house... And you ring on the doorbell, and you can't hear it ring, and no one comes to the door. And you think, what's happening? Did I ring it right? Are they in? Are they not in? Shall I ring it again? Maybe you ring it again. How many times are you going to carry on ringing that doorbell? Sometimes, I think it's a bit like when you write someone a letter. And you have your letter, and you take it to the post box, and you put it in the post box... But then you don't really know what happens next, do you? And the days go by, and no one writes back to you. And you're thinking, did I put the right address on it? Did the postman deliver it to the right house? Did they just not like my letter? And so you think, should I write another letter? And maybe you do, and you send another letter. But how many times are you going to keep on writing a letter to someone if you don't hear anything back? That's a bit like what prayer can be sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to keep going praying. Prayer can seem like a silly thing to keep doing. It feels like it's getting us nowhere sometimes, and we're tempted to give up. But Jesus says we must keep going, keep praying, and he says it's a matter of faith. If you've still got your Bibles, if you've still got them open... Look at the last line, verse 8. Luke chapter 18, which is on page 1051, verse 8. This is the, the conclusion to this parable. Jesus says, However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus is saying, praying like this and keeping on praying requires faith. Faith is believing something and putting it into action, isn't it? That's what we, faith is, believing something and putting it into action. And so when it comes to prayer, faith is believing that God is good, God listens, and he does answer. And so we believe that, 
and we keep on praying, even when it's hard. It's worth asking, though, and thinking about this just for a little bit more, why do we sometimes not get the answer we want? And why do we sometimes get silence instead? And the simple answer, though it's probably a bit more complicated, the simple answer is it's because God knows best. God is so much bigger than us. God is so much wiser than us. And he knows what the best answer to our prayer will be. Maybe he gives us a better answer. Not the answer we're expecting, but something better. And and at first we don't understand, but later on we'll realize, oh, that was better for me. Or maybe sometimes he knows that it'll be better for us to wait and to learn to trust him. And, and right now is not the right time for us or for someone else or for some other reason. So we need to trust that God is good. He does hear us. And he does the right thing in the right way at the right time. Always. We've got to believe that about God. And so we keep on praying. Now my dad has a story about this, and uh, I think it's just a wonderful example of keeping on praying. My dad, when he was a young man, he used to lead a small group with my mum, and they, uh, they had uh, all these people in their small group, and they prayed for them. And then, just suddenly, this couple just left. They left the small group, and they left the church, and my mum and dad just didn't know what had happened. And my dad was praying for them, because they were on his prayer list, and uh, carried on praying for them, And over time, people came on and off that prayer list, but my dad could never quite feel comfortable taking them off. So he just left them on his prayer list and carried on praying for them once a week for years and years and years. And he never knew what had happened to them until 20 years later, they turned up at church one day with three teenage children and said, we've decided to come back to church. And they came back to church, and the kids got involved in the youth groups, and the parents got involved in the, in the grown-up things, and they all became Christians again. And my dad was so happy because he'd been praying for them for 20 years. So we've got to keep on praying. It's worth it. God knows. But will we have the faith to keep on praying? So, all of us, we should be praying lots In all my times at different churches, I've heard plenty of people say, uh, I need to pray more. But you know, I've never heard anyone say, I think I pray too much. I don't think that's possible. We could all be praying more. So we need to pray lots and pray about everything. Whatever is on your mind, we can pray about it. Whether it's pray for a good day at work or a good day at school or, or help for someone to get better from an illness or someone who's being badly treated by other people, we should pray for them. We should pray for our friends to come to know Jesus. And we should pray for Christians who are being persecuted around the world. And we should pray for our country and for our leaders. And we should pray for your friends all here at church. Whatever is on your mind, we can pray about it. There's so much that we can be praying about. But the real lesson for us today is that we should keep on praying for some of the things. Keep on praying for the same things. Don't give up. Keep praying for your friends to become a Christian. I've been praying for some of my friends to become a Christian for a very long time. 
And I'm desperate to hear those prayers answered, but nothing's happening so far. And I know some of you are praying for your children to become Christians. Keep on praying and don't give up. Whatever it is, we keep praying because we trust that God is good, He hears, and He does the right thing in the right way at the right time. We've got to have faith that that is true. Well, that's our lesson for today, that we must keep on praying in faith, even if it seems to be getting us nowhere. And so having learned that, we're going to pray now all together, and Cecilia is going to come up and lead us in our prayers.